Just hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um. Welcome back to a new episode of Not Your Weekly Sports Pod, bro. We got, you know, the OGs back in this fish shit for you, for you guys. You know, we got Vala the ball in the house and build the real deal. Vala, bro, we're in the midst of fucking October, which just means one thing, right? Astros baseball, Astros playoff baseball, Astros championship baseball. Talk to me, fam. What's been good, bro? October is here. Yeah. I've been, I've been saying all of September, October is coming <laughs> to, you know, contrast the stark words of House Stark and Ned Stark. October is here. And, and Houston Astros baseball is better than ever, man. What a time. What a time to what a, first of all, what a journey we Houstonians have gone through. I mean, the ups and downs as far as I can remember going back as a middle schooler in the yeah. early 2000s. The first time I was conscious of sports, the Astros are in the playoffs. They're in the World Series. Roger Clemens, the Puma, the this squad of legendary Astros that we all remember and love from our childhood doing their thing, and then boom. Yeah. Houston Astros baseball is dead for like a decade. The root sports debacle <laughs> where we don't even have, the majority of Houstonians don't even have access to watching the team because of cable rights, and the team goes through a historic tank job unlike anything we'd seen in baseball up to that point. And now here we are. <laughs> the most dominant, possibly, can I make that statement? Easily. The most dominant team in baseball of this decade? Easily. The Houston Astros. So we're going to have a good time talking about this. I haven't been a big baseball fan, just as a warning to the viewers, if we have any diehard Astros fans. I haven't been a big baseball fan my entire life, but man, I'm riding this bandwagon and I'm loving every second of it. Bro, and I mean, I don't think I could have said it any better than you, man. I mean, it's been crazy to be on this roller coaster ride, not only as just an Astros fan, but just a fan of Houston sports as we are in general, right? And I think the craziest thing about all these accolades, you know, I think what just going, going to hearkening back to your point, right? Losing in 2005 and losing in that World Series the first time we get there to get swept by the White Sox, for us to come in and literally, thra- you know, just trash the fucking White Sox on our way into another deep playoff run. Love to see it. After going five, you know, five back to back, you know, ALCS fucking championships in a row, that's the equivalent of getting to the Western Conference Championship five years in a row. That's, you know, the equivalent to winning the AFC five years in a row. You know, th- this team is literally on the on par of the war- the Warriors dynasty, the Patriots dynasty. You know, we're looking at one of the greatest dynasties of all time, and we're witnessing it as Houston fans. And, you know, I challenge you all, and I want to ask, you know, you and the listener, is it fair to say that this has been the best Houston franchise that we've seen probably in our whole lifetime of living in our, you know, for 20, 25 plus years, really? You, you really have to go through the teams at the top of the list, right? So let's start like mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. Those Astros teams that we mentioned before, they weren't necessarily a dominant team by any means, right? I remember them as being a second half of the season type team. Yeah. Uh, let's get on a run, get on a good stretch here and sneak our way into the playoffs and then work a series. Not necessarily a dominant team. You think about the Rockets, the most dominant stretch they had maybe from, I don't know, 2014 when Harden and Dwight came together all the way to the end of the Harden-Westbrook debacle. That was about six years. And at no point were they the favorites in any of the series they lost. So they weren't necessarily dominant by any stretch. Um, and then the Texans are the Texans. Do we, should AFC we, South, baby. Should, AFC <laughs> South. Hey, AFC South, Brian. AFC South. The chin of Bill O'Brien has sucked. 
suck the life and the spa- the physics of space <laughs> out of anything that is the Houston Texans. So I don't want to really open that. And then bag. Kubiak decides to leave us and win a fucking Super Bowl himself in Denver. That yeah. that burned a lot. Yeah, and then Bill O'Brien goes to Alabama and destroys their program. I love it. Just desserts. I love yeah. it. So we try to get some grain of positivity out of this. <laughs> but um, going through all those teams, man, this Astros team won World, Se- World Series That's championship, it. another World Series to the brink, game seven, last few innings. Um, and then the you know stretch of dominance in terms of the conference championships they've had. It really is unlike anything that I've seen. And uh, it's drawn someone like myself who... In middle school and high school, I criticized baseball. Mm-hmm. I thought about it as, you know, the death of the MLB is coming. And now I'm watching October baseball with enthusiasm for a team that I really abandoned for a good portion of my young adulthood. Yeah. And I, it, that's, I think, the crazy part about this, right, is that we see so many fans that very casual fans to just not fans of baseball at all coming back in and just, you know, you know, these these people I think I've that have never watched sports, they know the players. They are, you know, behind the whole team. Like, they have their favorites already, which is something crazy that I've, I haven't seen really in other Houston sports that within just a couple of years, everybody knows this team like they're the freak, their own family. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Let me flip this back on you, man. I hear this brought up a lot on Twitter by Houston mm-hmm. sports fans, but I don't know if this is necessarily true nationally. So you have a pretty good you have a pretty good tendency to try to stay objective in a lot of Houston sports talk. Oh, so try to stay objective on this question. Mm-hmm. Is this Astros team the funnest young team to watch as objective baseball fans, much like we see in Houston sports Twitter. Yeah, I would say out of the youngest, I think the coolest thing about this is that they kind of have a core, right? Like everybody that was in a part that's a part of their core right now is hasn't re- reached their prime really. Other than Altuve, like if you look at this team, Correa, Bregman, Kyle Tucker, um, who else? Jordan Alvarez. Lance McCullers, Luis Garcia, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy, Framber Valdez, like these eight guys are all under the age of 30 right now, haven't hit their primes and haven't signed that monster deal other than if you consider Bregman's $100 million deal a monster deal. Other than that, nobody else has signed a monster deal right now and nobody's hit their prime to what they can be. So I think that's the craziest thing. When we look at these other great MLB teams, I think the main thing you saw was that there were guys that were on that that big contract, right? That second contract, that whole that whole Yankees dynasty. I think that we've all, we all talked about back in the early two thousands. We had Posada, Pettit, Clemens, you know, Jeter, Giambi. Like that that team was a monster in and of itself. But everybody on that team, I think, was on that second year two hundred million dollar deal. Oh, the, the Yankees just was yeah, the Yankees yeah. just fucking print money and just you know here you go billion dollar team right there. So I, I think that's the equivalent to hear that. You know, we're not going to have all these players on the team again. The Houston, the, the Astros aren't the Yankees. We don't have the fucking payroll to be able to spend a billion dollars on a team. So for us to see this before anything else hits their prime, it, it's we're, we're watching history, dude. Like, it's crazy to say, like, we have seven guys on this team that are playing that can easily be the number three or number four hitter on any team and lead that, lead that team in home runs and RBIs. What's, uh, what's a more accurate comparison to bring this back to basketball for a the second? Warriors. So is this more of the Astros are the Golden State Warriors of baseball, or this is what I, I brought up to a coworker who's more of a baseball fan than I am, uh, and this is the analogy he said. He said, or 
are they the Oklahoma City Thunder had they won a championship before they split up? Oh, man. Yeah, the only reason why I wouldn't say the Thunder is because of the continuity getting to the finals at all times, right? Like, you're, this past decade, I would consider to be the Houston Astros sweepstakes. You know, like, that's what the World Series is. It's the Astros sweepstakes. Like, you're in there, or I should say the Houston Astros Invitational. That's literally what it is at the end of the day. You know the Astros are going to come out of the AL, which, mind you, the AL is a different monster than the NL. You always have to go through the Yankees and the Red Sox and, you know, historic franchise is like that to even show up out which used to be the you know yankees invitational on top of that the thunder only made it to the finals what one time really they only got one time there to there the warriors have gotten the warriors which frankly enough was the western conference invitational it was the it was the golden states invitation you know warriors invitational for what five years even when they had harrison barnes and they couldn't even have you know kd they were still dominating to this point so that's the only reason why i would equate them to the golden state warriors bro it's utter dominance and you know we could have easily won you know three or four world series already it just it wasn't our you know turn at that time same thing could be said about the warriors everyone they lost they could have won every single time if it wasn't for lebron james crying out loud so that's the only reason why i would compare them to the warriors in all honesty good point good point but you know going you know going to that point follow like it just again it makes me want to think for you, is this the best team that we've seen in the city of Houston in our whole entire life? In Yeah, in my life. I mean, really, I've been a basketball and sports fan in general since 2002. Mm-hmm. Far and away, are you talking about stretch or this year? Just in, just stretch in general. I think so, man. Yeah, I, I can't think of another team. Yeah. I, Harden never had the talent next to him or the complimentary fit. The Texans never stayed healthy enough when yep. they hit their peaks, and they never stayed... Um, free of legal trouble long enough as well. And the Astros prior to this run just weren't really as dominant a team and as deep a team, which we'll go into later, I'm sure. So yeah, this has got to be the most dominant team I've ever seen as a Houston fan. I I don't know about you, bro, but I think this, like, I wasn't old enough to, you know, remember the 93 94 rockets you know everybody talks to how crazy that you know that championship city was they were underdogs that. exactly they were underdogs doing it <laughs> and just the hype around what the, that brought back to the city and i think you know we always see other franchises winning a championship and bringing it back and having that feeling of that you know that bravado saying my city won and you know just being champions we finally got to witness that in 2017 bro and i'll always thank the astros for giving me the first chance to experience a championship in my great city of houston so i will always give them props to that bro and you know that kind of brings me talking about the greatness of this team let's talk about this depth bro like just to get into it like have we seen a deeper team that has probably potentially seven hall of famers that are just fucking battering one through seven in this you know in this lineup than compared to any other sport when it comes to talent or even in anybody in baseball in this kind of depth in your opinion i i obviously i don't have the breadth of knowledge as far as uh baseball goes and lineups but you talk about just two of the main guys in correa and altuve that's maybe the best duo for Houston sports ever oh, in the history of Houston sports. I can't think of a better one. No. Yeah. Maybe Samson and Olajuwon, had they stayed healthy together their entire careers, that's the only one that maybe could have come close. Mobley and Francis, if the crack pipe didn't get passed around. Um, but that's it, man. Yeah. So those two alone, and then you consider the guys that we talked about before the podcast, man, guys that could be one of your three best hitters just batting on the back end of this lineup. And we haven't even gone into pitching yet. Mm-mm. And the depth of pitching they have, despite missing two of their best players to injury, their best, their ace, Justin Verlander, out for the whole season, Luis Garcia dealing with injuries, McCullers, a constant injury concern, Granky's 40 years old, you can't just lean on him. But at the same time, you've got all these young guys that we mentioned before uh, in their 
in their bullpen and as far as them being starting pitchers that are starting to step up. So you'd love to see it, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think just from like a talent perspective, bro. I look at it is so crazy to say that any team that we face essentially will have the advantage, I would say, 80 to 90 percent of the time in which all of our position players are better than theirs. Which is just, it, it, you talk about disadvantage. I mean, that's a disadvantage in and of itself. Like, if we just go through it, right? You, like, let's just look at this star Houston Astros infield. The infield alone, Yuli Gurriel, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman. That's your fucking infield right there. The weak link on your fucking infield just led the league and won the batting championship. That's fucking, it's crazy. That's the weak link of your core four. He just won the batting championship and he's not the best player on this. On, on, he's the worst player on this core four. And who is this? It's Yuli Gurriel. Yeah. Yeah, Yuli ended up leading the American League in batting average and he's the worst, quote unquote, out of your top four infielders. So, I mean, that's just crazy in and of itself. Like any one of these four infielders could be your best infielder. Bregman, Altuve, and Correa at various points in their Astros dominance could be easily linked as the franchise player of any baseball team yeah i mean altuve won altuve's won the mvp he's you know i think he's just he's won a gold glove he has all the accolades in the world to be a goat he's already the best astro in my opinion of all time um correa you know shit we've seen with correa just defensively and just clutch wise i think he can be in that conversation for best shortstop in the league as well uh, and people forget, dude, Bregman, his, uh, you know, Bregman hasn't been healthy for these past couple of years, but the last year that he was healthy, he was number two in the MVP vote. Yeah. He probably should have won MVP that yeah. year as well. So, I mean, you got three guys that are MVPs. Um, not to say we got this fucking monster named Jordan as well, you know, kind of, who kind of honestly reminds me of Air Jordan himself. And he's only fucking 23 and he's leading the league in home, you know, can lead the lead in home runs and probably our best hitter right now, Jordan Alvarez. Dude's 24 and looks like he could probably be like a 40, 50 home run guy for the rest of his career if he really wanted to do that. I mean, Kyle Tucker looks like what? Like this guy just came out of nowhere giving you 30 home runs and 112 RBIs. Like you have like six guys right here that we just named that are probably going to be franchise players someday, hopefully with the Astros. Michael Brantley, probably our best contact hitter that we have on this team. And he's, you know, not even considered one of the best. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, you're just Hall of Fame deep on this whole team, which I don't think people are realizing. This, and these are just your hitters. You know, like you mentioned, Bala, not having Justin Verlander and not having Lance McCullers but still being able to go five deep and beat other, you know, championship level teams is just ungodly levels of depth. You know, I think we, the only other team I could think of that can be just as deep from a pitching perspective, uh, the LA Dodgers who that have fucking Kershaw and Scherzer, which isn't fair, but uh, that's kind of why I'm excited for the world series. But um, yeah, bro, I, I don't know what else I can say about this depth, man. Like it, it's, it's crazy to think. And I remember like whenever me and you go to these Astros games, I feel like every time a Newton, an Astros batter comes up, it's like, Oh, we, we expect a home run. <laughs> We're so spoiled. We're, there, there's, Again, like when I was at the airport coming back from Baltimore, uh, it was a tight game. Like that was a a game until the Astros blew it open in game one where despite it being so tight, they were all Astros fans in the airport. A lot of, a lot of people on my Houston flight, every time the Astros went up, even the, the Correa home run at the end of the game, everyone was just like, yeah, there we go. He does it again. Hey, just clockwork. It's normal, dude, and that's the thing I, I think I've never, I, I've loved so much as an Astros fan, uh, or just a Houston sports fan. Well, we never used to see the clutch gene, really, with anything from the, from Houston that we grew up. Like, in the most clutch situations, I hate to say, but a lot of our stars, and you can't blame them, really, it's a lot of predicament, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to them. Our stars faded, right? Like, the Texans, whenever it came to any big game, J.J. Watt was nowhere to be found, Andre Johnson would never have a touchdown, Aaron would be stuffed, Harden would end up just not showing up in that that, that time, uh, the complimentary pieces for Harden would end up not being Westbrook, Paul, 
And, but when you watch the Astros, it's like, holy fuck, dude. Every clutch situation, just something comes out and we end up getting a dub. Yeah, I mean, cheating pays off, right? <laughs> Trash cans, baby, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to discuss that on this podcast. We hear enough of that bullshit know, noise around. That bullshit hypocrit- hypocritical... Yeah, dude, can we Un-nuanced just, takes. The fact that, okay, bro, if we're playing the Red Sox, can we just acknowledge the fact that the Red Sox cheated as well? But yeah. the fact that nobody wants to bring that up. Like, you forget, like, in 2017, we won the World Series. In 2018, Boston, the, the Red Sox won the World Series, and they got cheating as well. So let's not have this debate if you're not willing to air your dirty laundry as well. Other MLB Scapegoats, teams, right? that's all. That's all it is. But, Vol, I want to ask you, bro. We've talked about, we, we've kind of just, like, you know, just talked all the accolades about the Astros and pretty much just been on their nuts the whole time. I got to ask you, bro, like, objectively speaking, your opinion. You know, every dynasty, you know, Rome eventually falls. And in your opinion, I wanted to ask, you know, what do you think our biggest problem is going to be going forward? I think in the short term, we have some success, but I think eventually we're going to have some problems going forward. And kind of just want to gauge your mind on your opinion, what you think these biggest problems are going to be going forward. You see it in every sport. I mean, we, we compared the Astros to the Golden State Warriors and the Golden State Warriors were a product of a rare, unpredictable change where the NBA gained so much money from their TV deals that the salary cap exploded. They had Steph Curry on a cheap contract because of his injury concerns. And KD came for less than max money and boom, you have a dynasty. Prior to that though, if that hadn't happened, that Warriors team that won the championship and then broke the record for most wins, they have to split up. They don't have the the cap role to maintain those pieces in that depth. And unfortunately for the Astros, it's looking to be the same thing, right? You have all this talent, all this young talent that hasn't really hit the big contract at the point in their prime where they garner the big payday that they're looking for. Uh, Carlos Correa is going to demand 300 mil from the New York market more than likely. He's going to get it too. And he's going to get it. And I mean, is the Astros total payroll even 300 million? I'm not sure. We're top five in payroll actually. So we're actually, we are top five in payroll. Like we're really up there but i think just that variance between one and two and then the rest of the league it, it's fucking huge right you have the, the dodgers and the yankees and you know everybody else pretty much at that point yeah so it's going to be tough to retain a guy like that what do you do with justin verlander verlander's contracts up coming off yeah. tommy john what do you granky's 40 his contracts coming up you've got all these young guys who will have an extension at some point you brought up jordan alvarez right what's the situation with him in terms of do you want him to go to arbitration or do you just lock him up much the same way you did Bregman? So there's a lot of question marks, man. But it's sad to say this, just like the last year of uh, Springer where you know we had the playoff run and everyone was saying, enjoy this while it lasts. We haven't really had that conversation with Correa yet as no. Houston fans, much the same way we did with Springer. But I think we need to start having yeah. that conversation as it looks like I don't think they're going to be able to retain him. See, it's crazy, right? Because when we looked at the Springer deal, when Springer was asking for his big-time money when he left and went to the Blue Jays instead, he was like 31, 32. He was already like you know in that prime... Like, in his prime and pretty much the best that he could be. And I think that's why the Astros were willing to let him go and let some other team pick up that big tab for like, you know, the next three or four years of greatness. And then after that tapering off of a deal, the problem with Correa is dude's 27, man. Like, you know, even if you give him a 10 year deal or, you know, an eight year deal, he's 35 by the time he comes off of it. And he's probably towards the tail end of his prime or, you know, getting off of his prime at that point. Uh, keep in mind, Griffey and you know A Rod when they were thirty five, they were still giving you thirty home runs a year with like a two ninety batting average, right? Like fucking all world shit still, which you know Correa has the potential to do. So if you're gonna give a big time deal to somebody, dude's twenty seven. Like you have no excuse not to do it right now. Yeah, yeah. I there's also injury concerns with Correa though. Yeah, right. Injury concerns with 
things that scare you as an athlete, your back, absolutely, you know, the soft tissue stuff. So I don't know, man, if he can stay off the massage table for a little while, then maybe do you think that, where do you think the Astros are at in their minds? Are they looking to actually pay him up? They're not going to give him a 10 year deal. I just don't, I think the Astros, like the way that their front office is run, I think it's run very similarly to like the Boston Red Sox, the Oakland A's, like kind of that money ball spirit of like, all right, we're just not going to give you a 10 year, a 10 year deal never comes out fair for the team that's, you know, doing it right now. I think the, Biggest tenure deal I could think of, or a couple of right now. Look at how bad the Miguel Cabrera deal is going for the Detroit Tigers, right? They still have like two or three more years of Miguel Cabrera. And last time he gave you 30 home runs was like two or three years ago. And he was giving you, you got to pay him 40 million a year for the next three years. Um, Manny, I really don't think Manny Machado's tenure deal is going to be going very smoothly at all over the next, like, uh, hit the, towards the latter end of that deal. Same thing with uh, Francisco Lindor as well. He had his worst year this year, or his first year for the Mets. So just historically speaking, I just don't think a tenure deal is going to work for any player unless your name is Mike Trout. I just, I, I just don't see that happening. So I, I think for that reason, the Astros aren't going to give him one. But I think it's going to come down to Curry. Are you willing to take a seven-year deal for like two hundred plus million dollars? You know, living in, staying with the Houston Astros, or are you adamant that you want like a ten-year, three hundred million-dollar deal, similar to what Francisco Lindor got, being in New York? Or is there a, a pulse? Is there a beat on what? Correa is thinking what if his I'm Correa, priorities. Correa wanted something long term, right? He wants a ten year deal. But I would argue, bro, like if you're going to get a three hundred million dollar deal for ten years with the with the Yankees, and the Astros are going to offer you somewhere of seven years, two hundred and ten, two hundred twenty million, you're better off taking the Astros deal for seven years. No state income tax, first and foremost, a hundred million dollar variance. Cost of living is stupid low compared to what you're going to have to do in New York True. as well. And on top of that, you got seven years as well. By the time you're done with that deal, you're only going to be 34. So if you're as good as what you expect with the salary cap going up, you could still end up having a three-year deal You know that you can sign for like a 90 to $100 million, if not more, if you're as good of a player. So... I don't see the bad in that. And it's like, hey, if you're gonna be if you're gonna stay as good as you are or even get better as everybody says you are by the time you're thirty-four, dude, you can go get yourself a three year max deal with the Yankees or, you know, whichever team that you really want to. Win like five or six more championships in Houston and you're goaded, right? Like you're you're literally goaded at that time. You stay seven more years with the Astros, you go to three or four more world world series. Correa's name's gonna be up there as the greatest, you know, Houston athletes of all time. So I I don't know why you don't do that as well. Yeah, that's it's a tough argument against him, but yeah, I think he's thinking payday, yeah. give me what I'm worth. He's thinking about the New York market as well. But the Houston Astros have to be thinking, like you mentioned before, man, Altuve is what, 31, 32? Yeah, he's like 31, 32. Your, your window isn't necessarily wide, wide open yeah. when your best player, your MVP, is getting up there in age. So you also want to maximize, as an homage to him, what you can do with him still being in his yeah. prime. So it's it's a tough situation, man. I have no idea. I, yeah. I have no clue what is going to happen out of this situation but we'll see yeah dude it, the crazy thing is like so this is the only thing i think that would piss astros fans off the most is so this free agency coming up it's a fucking who's who of shortstops that are available um in the free agency market Corey seager of the dodgers who we hate uh correa is going to be one of the free agents as well trevor story who's you know a former mvp candidate out of the denver um out of the colorado rockies who's a uh, houston native as well so you have a lot of like, you know, I think I'm missing some as well that are former All-Stars, but you have a very deep free agency class of shortstops. So if you don't re-sign Carlos Correa, do the Astros pay 30 mil a year to bring somebody like Trevor Story in from the Rockies? Because that's just something I don't see the Astros doing. The, the last big free agent we signed was Justin Verlander. Do we do that for a position player now if we get rid of Correa? I think that's going to be the main thing you hear of because so much money is coming off the books that... 
there's no excuse not to pay Correa now, right? You don't have to pay 30 mil for Justin Verlander. You don't have to pay 30 mil for Zach Ranke anymore. And that existing Correa deal is coming off the books as well. So it's like between that, you have 60 mil, you know, not even 60, like close to 70 mil that just came off the table. Can you not partition like less than half of that to pretty much give that, uh, give that to Carlos Correa to keep this whole window? Or, you know, what do you do really? What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. See, it's, I'm tough. I'm kind of stuck in a tough in a rock, bro, because I'm, I'm thinking this. With the money that you can give Correa right now, do you re-sign Correa for like, you know, seven, eight years, 250 mil, bring in the, uh, you know, Brinks truck, and then you don't know what's going to happen to having Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez. Do you keep, do, do you keep Correa or do you try to re-sign Jordan and Tucker to like four-year, 80, 90 million dollar deals? I think that's what it comes down to. Do you want two guys for 200 mil or do you want one guy for 200 mil? You're avoiding mil? the question, man. What hap- what's your prediction when it's all said and done? Is Carlos Correa Houston Astro in 2022? I hope I, I, I mean, I hope I don't have to say this, but no, I don't, I don't think he's an Astro. I don't think bro. so either, man. I hate to say it. I really don't. I don't think he's an Astro, bro. I, I think, yeah, I, I think the allure of these other cities is just going to be too much. I think the Tigers, the fucking Phillies, New York, every market can come in and just give him 300 million. And he's, yeah, he's probably going to get it, man. <laughs> it sucks. It really sucks saying that, but. You know, and I think that kind of just gets me to the next question of all. I want to like admire some of the, the greatness of our core players. And I mean, when we think of just duos, uh, Altuve and Correa, bro, like, you know, you, you brought up a little bit about it. You know, I guess what is the, what do they mean to the city of Houston? I guess, you know, what do they exemplify more than anything, anything else to you, in your opinion? That's a tough question. That's a tough question to answer. Um, I mean, you want to say the classic tropes, right? Underdogs kicked down, thrown to the side, disregarded, and then rose to the top as champions. I don't know if that necessarily signifies Houston or Houston sports. And then the clutch gene, which they're so well known for, also in our lifetimes, don't really exemplify Houston sports. But I guess the one thing I will say is a bunch of minorities thrown together on a team with a few white guys (laughs) and having like one of the funnest, closest locker rooms that I've seen as a Houston sports fan for a core that stayed together for so long. What's Houston, if not that? If not a mix of diversity coming together in so many various hubs, so many various cultural, distinct, iconic locations throughout the city and making it work to one of the most beautiful, biggest cities we have in this great country. Well, son. Well, well said. Beautiful. No, I, I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, it, it's it's crazy to think of and to know that Altuve and Correa, like your two main guys, are you know one's from Puerto Rico, one's from Venezuela, and they're both representing the, the city of Houston better than you know anybody else ever could have at this point. Um, and to say, I think the crazy thing is of like how different each player is, right? Like Correa's like six two, like two forty, looks like a you know, a prototypical shortstop made out of a lab. And Altuve is a five foot five, hundred and forty pound guy, you know, second baseman that looks like you know, Danny DeVito from the twins pretty much at this at this point, <laughs> if you compare that to Arnold. And it, it's just crazy to see that and how different these two guys can be, but both under, you know, as dominant as you could ever expect. So I don't know. I find a little bit of humor in that. So I, it's kind of that's just kind of my whole thing at this point. And I don't know, man. I haven't seen a better duo that I could think of in you know in sports uh, until we go back to basketball. Probably you know the last time I saw you know LeBron and Kyrie in, in the Cleveland Cavaliers day. Uh, that's the only other I think duo I could think of in my in my sports watching career that I could say was as great as Altuve and Kyrie. I don't know if you could think of another one that you would think. Wow. Of. So you got LeBron and Kyrie as yeah. the best ones. Um. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's a tough one. Maybe Steph and Katie, I guess. You yeah. can make that argument as well, but 
be- best duo that I've seen in Houston sports, no doubt. We've already we've already touched on that, obviously, but yeah, man, it's it's been a run. Yeah, it's been a fun run. It's sad to even like potentially hint at it ending, but I think Houston needs to be better at discussing this because I think it's a very it, there's a very high chance that this becomes a reality here in a few months. Yeah, I think what everybody's just looking forward to the fact that. By the way, do we get to the World Series? I think we're in the middle of the ALCS right now. Do you think we beat the Red Sox and get to the World Series? No, too many injuries, man. You don't think so? Too many injuries in that in that pitching lineup. Oh man, was it, you know it's crazy to think after the first after game one, everybody was like high and mighty, like we're gonna win. And dude, game two was sad. Yeah. I, I I was I was scared. I was like, holy fuck, two fucking grand slams in two innings. Yeah. Like, that was that was some scary shit. If we win the World Series this year, I, I'm just gonna be the most happy guy in the world. And that just makes it so much harder for Korea to want to leave. Like, are you gonna leave off of winning a World Series championship? That's gonna be, that's gonna be tough. So I kind of just want to be in that situation where he has to make that decision. You think Garrett Cole leaves Houston if we win the World Series that year? Yeah, the, he was gonna get. He was gonna leave yeah, either way. He was gonna. We weren't gonna pay him, bro. I think that was the thing. Like, I think we wanted to pay him Lance McCullers money. Like, here's four years, eighty five, just be done with it. And it's like, bro, the Yankees are giving me three hundred mil. Yeah, you know, like, and now like, he's not doing shit over there. Yeah. It sucks, bro. And then, you know, that's what happens when you leave H-Town. So, but what can you do, man? Final question I want to leave you with, Vala. You know, let's say we're talking about salary cap and everything in the future. If you had, of the whole core of guys that we just talked about, you can only keep three. Who are you keeping? Altuve. Okay. Bregman. Okay. Considering health is right. a constant, right? And then the third guy is where we start to get interesting here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you pick Correa as the third guy and solely go with three hitters, or you have to think about one of your pitchers. I mean, obviously, if health isn't a concern, McCullers. Yeah. McCullers is my third guy. Um, but if we're talking about injuries and age, maybe a Luis Garcia, maybe Justin Verlander, if we can just turn back the clock a couple of years and Kate yeah. Upton can keep him healthy. <laughs> Uh, but that's where I'm at, man. Yeah. My third is a toss-up between any of those three, four guys. That's fair. I would agree with you the, for on, on the two of keeping Altuve, uh, Altuve and uh, Bregman. And I think my third guy, it would have to be... Uh, yeah, for me, I think it would have to be... God damn it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think I've learned that this is a hitter's league, so I would, I'd fuck it. I'd have to go Correa. Correa, yeah, okay. I, I'd have to go Correa. Put runs on the three. board, baby. That's it. Just get, get double digits every fucking Hey, game. the Astros were the second highest home run, hit, run hitting team in the MLB this year, yeah. and every year that's one of the constants. It always they, helps. They're at the top of the league. It always helps playing in Minute Maid Park, and like every time you look at like left field, and it's like 315, boom. boom. That's like an easy... A line drive is an easy home run in the city of Houston, and I, I, I love that. We, you know, who needs trash cans when you have the Crawford boxes, I would say. <laughs> But with that, bro, I, I love just saying that we did our whole Houston need a throwback at this point. Vol, are we gonna? I want us to win a World Series championship. Do you think that this core ends up winning one more, one more World Series? In your opinion, I'm gonna say yeah. Okay, they can squeeze one more out if they retain Correa and they their pitching shores up a little bit. God, dude, Warriors level dominance is to be expected again for another four or five years. Boom, that's what it is, bro. City of H Town. We love you. You know, the Houston Astros, you've brought us back into relevancy when it comes to anything sports related. So we'll always, you know, going to be indebted to you for that. Hopefully it's another World Series this year. And if it's not, you know, let's get them again fucking next year, bro. Let's do it. I'm hey. down. Hey, you know, the Rockets aren't doing anything anytime soon. The Texans, again, we're not going to talk about it. No. Um, so Houston, make us proud. Astros, give us something to be happy about in Houston. We're sweating our balls off every day, and we just need something to cool and fan the intimate areas of our bodies. Amen, bro. Make October a legacy in the city of H-Town. Bye. Bye.